The year was 1263, and a priest by the name of Peter of Prague was making a pilgrimage to Rome. He was a very pious priest, he was a holy priest, so he stopped at the little town of Balsena in Italy before making his way to Rome. He stopped in Balsena to offer Mass. And at the time in the church, the idea or the doctrine of the real presence of the Eucharist had rather recently been defined or fleshed out. The church had always believed in it, but hadn't really gone through the trouble of defining it and saying what it actually meant and what it actually involved. And Father Peter was a good priest, but he didn't fully understand what the church taught when it came to the real presence of the Eucharist. He had a hard time believing it. He had a hard time of wrapping his head around it. And so on that day when he offered Mass in the little town of Balsena, as he elevated the host at the consecration, something miraculous happened. That host started to bleed. Blood started pouring out of that little host. And he was astonished. It got all over the corporal, the, little, the cloth that is on the altar. And at that moment, Peter of Prague realized, okay, maybe this real presence is a real thing. What he did, though, is he immediately stopped his mass, took the corporal, that cloth, and went to the nearby town of Orvieto, where the Pope, Pope Urban IV, was residing. And he took this corporal, this cloth, to the Pope and said, Holy Father, look what just happened. This miracle of the Eucharist. And the Pope saw this and realized, yes, this absolutely is a miracle. And so what he did was, he said, we are going to use this corporal for veneration. And to this day, that corporal is still in the town of Orvieto. The pilgrims can come and view it. But more than that, the Pope at the time turned to a theologian who was with him by the name of Thomas Aquinas and said, I want you to write some hymns. I want you to write some songs all about the Eucharist. And so that's what Thomas Aquinas did. He wrote hymns that might be familiar to us. Tantum ergo sacramentum veneremor cernui. Down in adoration falling, this great sacrament we hail. Humbly we adore thee, Christ, Redeemer, King. All of these Eucharistic hymns that we sing today were written in honor of this little corporal, this cloth, this Eucharistic miracle. And because of that Eucharistic miracle, Pope Urban IV proclaimed the great feast that we celebrate today, Corpus Christi, the holy body and blood of Jesus Christ. That is why we are here. That little miracle in Orvieto and Balsena is made real and present to us today. And eight years ago when my family was in, a, in Europe for a trip, I was privileged to be able to attend Mass in front of that corporal and be able to see it again uh, back in late, in late April when I was in Italy on vacation. You know, it can be odd to think of the connection between the cross at Calvary and the Eucharist that we celebrate each and every time we're here. How can bread and wine possibly replicate or represent a man being scourged, tortured, and crucified on a cross? How are they connected? Well, these Eucharistic miracles, especially the one in Orvieto, I think make that connection much, much clearer. Because at Calvary, Christ offers himself in sacrifice for our sins. It was an offering, a sacrifice made on our behalf. 
And we know that, especially if you've seen any movies depicting the crucifixion, it was a bloody sacrifice, much like the sacrifice offered in our first reading by Moses. It was a bloody sacrifice. His blood was poured out for you and for me. And at the Mass, that sacrifice is represented to us. It is represented every day. But the one difference between that, that sacrifice on Calvary and the sacrifice we offer at the altar is the manner in which it was offered. Because at Calvary it was a bloody sacrifice. But on our altar, our sacrifice is unbloody, if you will. There's no blood pouring out here on our altar. That's why in the Eucharistic prayer, Eucharistic prayer 1, the priest says this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim. It's an unbloody sacrifice that we offer. The only difference between the offering on our altar and the offering on the cross is the manner in which it was offered. And we can't really have a bloody sacrifice every time we offer Mass. I mean, the cleaning bill for the church would be horrendous. It would be terrible. This place would be dripping with blood. It would just be weird. But also, because Christ cannot die again. He died once and for all, for all of us. And because of this, we don't behold Jesus on the altar in the same way that we behold him at Calvary with the thorns, his arms and legs uh, pierced with nails, etc., etc. We behold him on our altar under the appearances of bread and wine, just like at the Last Supper. And the words of institution in the Eucharistic prayer make the entire Christ present, his body, his blood, his soul, and his divinity. They make Christ present to us again. And so at every Mass, we are, trans we are transported to Calvary. We are at the foot of the cross. We are transported to the upper room. We're sitting at the table at the Last Supper. But more than simply going back in time, the past, the present, and the future are present to us at every single Mass. Every Mass multiplies the works of Calvary to make them present in our own lives. Every Mass rains down Calvary on the world. And so the, since the fruits of Calvary are infinite, the fruits and works and graces of every Mass are infinite as well. They are unlimited. So why do we have to offer Mass every day? Why do we have to keep coming back? Why do we need to receive the Eucharist as often as possible if what we're receiving is infinite fruit? Well, while the fruits of Mass are unlimited, we have to be honest, our devotion is not. We have limited devotion. We have limited faith because we are human beings. We're fickle. We're prone to falling into sin. We're prone to being distracted and losing focus. And so we have to come back constantly as much as we can to receive the infinite fruits of the holy sacrifice on Calvary, to receive the Eucharist. That is why we have to renew our devotion every time we receive our Lord in his body and blood. At each and every Mass, all of the fruits and graces of Calvary are contained in a single host. That's what we receive. And so that same Jesus who made himself present at Calvary, 
to that priest Peter of Prague has made present to us here. And the Eucharistic miracles all throughout the church's history help us to see that Jesus is, in fact, present to us in the Eucharist. He is able to work through ordinary bread and wine, and we are able to see that connection between Christ on the altar and Christ on the cross. And even though our senses might see ordinary objects, we know by faith that it is God that we are beholding. And so Eucharistic devotion, brothers and sisters, is not optional for us as Catholics. It is necessary, it is mandatory for us to have a great devotion to the Holy Eucharist. Our Lord himself said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. The Eucharist must be at the center of our lives, but not just our spiritual lives, but our entire lives. Our entire lives must be transformed and fixed on the Eucharist. Our marriages must be centered on the Eucharist. Our families must be centered on the Eucharist. Everything must revolve around the Holy Eucharist. And so we are blessed not to just have Mass every, not just to have Mass uh, every day, but to even have Eucharistic adoration at our parish. So I want to especially encourage all of you today to come to adoration whenever you can, to make the Eucharist that integral part of your life, or maybe even commit to praying for an hour a week and sign up uh, to pray on our schedule. You know, it's part of our Lord's request. Can you not sit and pray with me for one hour? The Eucharist is the source and summit of our lives, brothers and sisters. We need to make it so. Today, let's thank God for the great gift of the Holy Eucharist by which we remember and participate in the sacrifice on the cross. May we always revere our Lord's presence in the breaking of the bread. And may we renew our devotion to this most sacred of mysteries by which we receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ.